right, and welcome to episode one of Among the Shadows podcast, the podcast that immerses you, the listener, into the mysterious world of the paranormal. I'm your host, Azrael, and with me is Dee Simone. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this nice, cold January afternoon. And definitely cold this morning. All right, so I thought for the first episode, it would be good to start from the beginning, you know, like as far as personal experiences. So you yourself, like, do you remember your first paranormal experience? Definitely, definitely. And yeah, that was, that was 1991 um, in Chicago. I was six years old, um, staying with my cousin on the weekends. Um, he stayed in Chicago, uh, lived off the street, Walcott. I think it was McKinley Park area or Bridgeport area. And, uh, you know, used to go on the weekends over there, have a good time with family. And, uh, but the year of 1990, you know, once we came over and said hi to everybody, gave everybody hugs, me and my cousin would go over, you know, go outside or to the basement and play. He was a few older, a few years older than me. And uh, as we're playing, he always have to mention that, uh, you know, the previous night, something would grab his legs or pull the blankets off of him or throw him off the bed. And at the time, I'm not thinking of something paranormal. I'm just like, okay, it must be your dad. Because my uncle was a big prankster. You know, he always joked around and stuff. But he'd be like, um, it's not my dad because... If my dad does stuff like that, my dad will eventually pop up and, like, you know, laugh at me or something, you know. Big jokester. But at the time, I'm not thinking of paranormal. The only thing scary to me at the time was Freddy Krueger and Michael Myers and not knowing about the, the other realm and stuff. So me and the innocents, I always tell them, pray to God. Pray to God. He'll protect you no matter what. Um, at this time, um, I was Jehovah's Witness, and he was Catholic. And uh, growing up, Jehovah's Witness, you know, we're told that uh, the Catholic religion is bad, evil, satanic in a way. So, of course, you know, like every Catholic home had the Virgin Mary, the big crucifix was Jesus, saints. That was all scary to me because of what was put in my brain, you know. But it went along, it went along like that every, every other weekend or every weekend. You know, say hi to everybody, and then we start playing, and then he'll have to mention, oh, hey, you know, the last night or the last few nights, something was pulling my legs real bad. I don't know where it is, but my response to him was like, did you pray to God? You know, did you pray? You know, he's going to protect you. Um, so it went on like that. Um, November, in November, I'm uh, sorry, November 1990, his little brother was born. And, uh, you know, same, you know, so fast forward a few months to the next year, I'm thinking it was February or March. It was still cold outside and, you know, it's, um, it's five in the morning and he wakes me up frantic, sweating and kind of tear eye and stuff. And he's like, Hey. Do you want to watch some TV? And I'm like, okay, you know, fine. Sunday morning, cartoons are on, you know. You know how it was back in the day. Good cartoons Sunday morning. So we go to the living room. It's still dark outside. 
and I start watching uh, the Smurfs. As I'm watching the Smurfs all happy in the living room, he's like, I'm going to take a shower. I'm not thinking of it. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. But uh, <laughs> sorry to embarrass you, my cousin, but uh, I think he soiled himself. Because okay. whatever he experienced at that moment scared scared him, scared the crap out of him, you know? So I'm watching the Smurfs. Smurfs finish, and then King Arthur comes on. Keep in mind, everybody's still sleeping. He's still in the bathroom in the shower. And I'm having a good old time watching now King Arthur. And as I'm watching TV in the dark at 5 in the morning, I hear, like, some noise or body movement behind me by the hallway. And as I'm trying not to pay attention to it and just watching TV, um, I hear, like, like breathing. But it's not, like, an adult breathing, like a baby you know, and everybody out there that, that will, you know, handle babies, you know, that little cute breathing noise they make, you know, that type of thing. And then the noise of diaper, you know, the baby moving around, you hear the crinkling of the diaper. Okay. So I'm hearing that. So, so, you know, I, I ignore the TV. I look behind the couch and I look by the entrance of the hallway in the dark and I see my cousin, my, his little brother, like standing and the entrance of the hallway, one arm on the, the frame of the entrance. And like he was trying to balance himself like any little baby that's learning how to stand and walk. And he's just there. And I'm just looking at him and I'm calling out to him. You know, I'm calling him and, you know, I'm clapping my hands, you know, clapping. Come here, come here, come here. And he's just standing there and you could hear the breathing and the little movements he's doing. You could hear the crinkling of the diaper. So I'm like, come here. I try for like a minute or two. I'm like, come on. And he's just in the dark right there. So I'm like, ah, whatever. Whatever. So I go back watching King Arthur. Nothing, nothing of it. Then towards the end of King Arthur, my cousin comes out of the bathroom. And he's like, hey, you ready to go back to bed? And I'm like, no, I don't want to watch cartoons. He's like, no, you know, mom and dad are get mad if we're up this early. So whatever. So turn on the TV. And uh, we're walking back. And I'm like, hey, your little brother, he's out of the, you know, he's out of the crib. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, he's by, he's at some other hallway. He's trying to stand. He's like, he can't get out of the crib. He's, he's still baby, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I know, by some by the crib. He's like, no. So then we go into his brother's room, which at the time he was sharing with his older sister, and the sister's sleeping, and the baby is in the crib, sound asleep. And he's like, you see, he, he that wasn't him. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, what did I just see? What in the world did I just see there? So we go back to bed, and that's it. You know, that, that was my first experience. And it took me a few years as I'm getting older to process of what I experienced because through the time, through, through, through the time I kept going over there on the weekends, as I'm getting older, I'm now learning about paranormal the ghosts you know evil stuff and now i'm i'm getting scared to go on there on the weekends because i don't want to experience this you know again and many more times many more years he'll wake me up at night did you grab me i'm like no and there's times i woke up and he's on top of me and like i'm like hey hey he's like hey 
that wasn't me. That wasn't me, you know? And, like, something would toss him off the bed sometimes. And it went like that for a few years until until they moved out of the house and they went down south to Texas. Um, but that house itself, everybody that will visit will always, you know, say similar things like, man, this house gives me the chills. You know, this house feels weird. Um, it wasn't, they were on the first floor and in the basement and, uh, second story was an apartment. They rented out and, uh, same thing up there. When my grandma came from Mexico to stay up there for a few years, her and her daughter, you know, my aunt, um, they'll say the same thing at night. Sometimes they'll hear, uh, the light flickering in the in the closet until they get up and turn on the lights and it's nothing. The lights not even turning on in the closets. They'll be like, um, they're trying to sleep and they hear movement in the kitchen. They hear like if someone's is rattling the dishes and stuff. They go check nothing, and it went went like that many times. Um, there's one of my other cousins, <laughs> many family members, was having a birthday party up there. When she was a kid. And, uh, you know, family pictures. And one of the pictures in the background of the hall, the entrance on the second floor, they see a silhouette of a woman. And that silhouette of the woman was the previous tenant that lived there. She died there. And, oh. yeah, so I'm trying to look for that picture because it's it's creepy. <laughs> that would be really good to see. What yeah. kind of a camera was that? It was like digital? Well, no, what time? No. I say I think it was like ninety four, ninety five. Okay, so like a film. Yeah, yeah, film. Thirty five millimeter, maybe. And, wow. Uh, but then downstairs too, as my cousin, you know, as we get older, now his baby, you know, his brother, you know, is now a toddler, and he, I talk to him now, and he's like, yeah, I experienced stuff down there too, you know, like uh, they had a computer room in the basement, and of course they weren't allowed to go in it, so the door was always locked. But he said one time he was downstairs playing, and he saw the lights run. And he saw, like, you know, shat, like a movement in there. And he thought his brother, bigger brother, was in there playing the games. So he was trying to, like, you know, get his attention. And he thought his brother was ignoring him. So he started throwing, uh, I think, Uno cards under the door. And then something was throwing the Uno cards back at him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, that how, was, how old was he when that happened? I think he had to be guessing four years old four or five years old really and that's the thing he didn't understand what he yeah, was, at the was time, going on yeah and as we got you know time went on and we spoke about it back in 2017 actually when he came over out here to visit and i'm like you you could you experience stuff too and he was like yeah and he was telling me all, all the stuff and i'm like jesus <laughs> now did any of the adults ever say that they mm. seen some aside from the noises they seen anything they they never mentioned it and um, either they probably didn't, they didn't want to scare us, but when we tell them stuff, they were like, Oh, it's nothing, it's just your imagination, you know. And then when I'll tell my dad, you know, back home, my dad would be like, Oh, that's that's they're Catholics, mm. you know, they're Catholics, they, you know, all that statue stuff is bringing demons, evil spirits, and stuff. So I'm getting more scared now, like, Oh, <laughs> I don't want to go there again. But my dad's like, Oh, that's all stuff, just make sure you pray to God, you'll be fine, and yeah. That's how I was. So as, as them being Catholics, did they have a lot of like iconography as far as like crucifixes or 
and you said statues. Did they have a lot of stuff throughout the house yeah. that you recall? Yeah, and they had the Virgin Mary statue. They had uh, portraits of saints and stuff. Um, okay. I know they had a lot of crucifix everywhere. And some of the crucifix had some holy water inside. Like you move, remove the side and there's like holy water. Right. So my aunt, my aunt was big on that. She still is. As a kid growing up and being in a different religion, all that stuff was, you know, evil to me, you know. And now I'm just like, no, I don't. It don't bother me. I love seeing that stuff on, you know, in right. houses. Um, it's like a big. I feel like it's big deterrent for evil, you know, to enter your home. Something negative. Um, but yeah, that's how that's how it went. And to this day, I don't know what that was, you know, because from all everybody experiencing stuff in there. Was it really, you know, angry spirit that didn't pass on? Was it something, you know, negative, demonic that was conjured in the past before they moved there? Because it was, it was active. It was active. Um, you know, you heard the common foot, you know, footsteps in the hallway. You hear the kitchen, like the chairs move at night when we're trying to sleep. Um, well, we're sleeping in the room, we'll, you know, close the door, you know. And uh, you hear like someone walking by, just like creeping. And we'll be like, oh, turn off the lights, you know, it's, 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 it's your dad, it's, it's my uncle, you know. And then nothing. And whenever it was my uncle, he opened the door and he would yell at us, go back, you know, go to bed or I'm going to mess you all up, you know. And the difference is it's like when we thought it was him, yeah, it just the steps went away. And then as we're still up, we'll hear the steps coming back again. And, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot to experience. Yeah. The house is still still there. Um, his uncle lives there now. Okay. And um, I just spoke to him recently, and he said, yeah, the house is still active. And, you know, the same footsteps, pounding, stuff moving, things they think they hear breaking, still happening. Silhouettes or shadows, whatever you want to call them. You know? Right. I never seen a shadow there. I never seen nothing popping out or nothing. It was just... That one time, it was whatever it was, looked like a baby, right? Standing, balancing itself on the hallway, and that was the only thing I saw with my own eyes. Everything else I heard as years went on. It's like you know, I continued standing there on the weekends. Yeah, and that was my first experience. You know, it's a hell of an experience. Yeah. And as time went on, now um, growing up, I experienced a lot more stuff. You know, at work, uh, other people's people, places. My friend, some other friends, their houses. We experienced something at one of your houses, right? And uh, what was it, two thousand eight? Yeah, around two thousand eight in, uh, in Lake Station, Indiana. Um, that shadow, whatever I saw, scared the crap out of me. <laughs> but you already experienced stuff in the past there too, so you already knew something was there. Yeah, it was mostly yeah. sounds though, like if somebody was in the house. Yeah, but we'll get that to another episode because I got many other stories. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot from. And it's been with you, yeah. You know, as a child, I mean, if you think it's a ghost, that's one thing as far as like the footsteps and noises. But apparitions, you know, of a child, the woman, the picture, and then you had your cousin saying the Uno cards under the door. I mean, yeah. that now that's something intelligent. Then, so that's can very be, interesting. Yeah, can be. How old was the house? Do you know? Jeez, I don't know. It's an old, old school Chicago home. Yeah. If everybody, if you know what I'm talking about, it's an old school Chicago home. You know, second story. Long stairwell. Right. And, um, yeah, it's still there, though. I'd be curious on the history of the house, then. Maybe if something did happen there or if something, because, I mean, that's a lot of activity can, to be occurring this con that consistently and then over that length of time. Yeah. And it's still active today. So. And when's the last time you've been back there? Jeez. 
How old do you think you were? Uh, I was 19, I think in 1997. Okay, 97. 97. Yeah, 97. And then they moved to uh, Texas. And now since he's moved after, did he ever experience anything after that? Like mm. at his, where he lives now? Or did he ever talk about it again? They moved to Texas. Yeah, they experienced some stuff, but not like that. Not as bad as that. Okay. Um, they moved about three times. Um, their final home where they stood there the longest, it was a, it was a big home, two-story, and had so many acres, uh, acres of land, farm in the back, and their neighbors were, were like two, na- two houses on each side. Now, something horrific happened when they first moved there. My little cousin, the baby, who was now you know, 12, 13 years old at the time, um, saw the neighbor's son walking around in the house. But the thing is, when they first moved there, you know, um, the neighbor's son um, murdered his parents and oh. then went to their house, knocked on the door, but they were in Chicago at the time for the summer, and there was, like, bloody knuckle prints. And then he went to the other house, which his best friend lived in. And then they drove off in a car, and then <clears throat> it was a murder-suicide afterwards. Wow. But as time went on, yeah, my cousins, my little cousins, they will say that they will see him in the house still. Really? Yeah. And then um, in the farm area, I don't know, you just, you'll hear, like, some weird noises. And yeah, and yeah and, you know, it's not the cows, it's not the pigs. It's not the horses, you know. It was like you would hear rattle in there when we had to go back there to feed the pigs and stuff. We were, and it will be at night sometimes because we'll be too lazy to go during the day and feed them, you yeah. know. So we had to go, you know, my aunt was like, you need to go before your uncle gets mad, you know. So we'll go. And, yeah, we heard some noises. I don't know what they were, but it could have been the building, you know, the farm itself, old rattling from the wind. So, but I never experienced nothing there. You know, personally, but yeah, they stay. Yeah, as time went on, they all experienced stuff in their own in their own times. So wow, okay. So that was. And how old were you when you went to visit them there in Texas, at that farmhouse? Um, I was already. I was like ninety nine, ninety nine. Yeah, okay. yeah. They moved to a big house in ninety nine, and uh, okay. Yeah. So that was just a couple after years after they moved down there. Yeah. Okay. Did you you did tell your parents about it though about the stuff you seen at the other house? Yeah, the Chicago house. But my dad was just. My dad's a religious man, so right. he always just say, "Well, you know, that's 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 casks for you. You know, that's demonic stuff. That's evil. You know, stay away from it. That's why they're experiencing all that stuff." But then, reality is like, no, dude. There's history to that house. Something happened. Right. Something either bad or p- people passed on. You know, we know for sure one the lady upstairs passed away. Um, from an illness or something. Okay, so someone did yeah, die in the house. Yeah, yeah. That lady in the picture that I was telling you about. Okay. Yeah. And but that was before any of your family moved in there? Like your cousins, or was that part of your family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upstairs. Um, so in Chicago, back in Chicago. Yeah. Like my, my, my cousins I was talking about. Um, but then eventually my grandma moved up there. Okay. And then her older daughter, my aunt, they stood up there for like two, three years. Okay. And that's how they're telling us the stories upstairs, you know, about the rattling, the, the flicking of the lights. But uh, like I said, my other cousin, she had her birthday party up there, and that's when they were taking pictures, you know, fan, fun times. And then in the background, one of the pictures, boom, you saw that silhouette. Now, was, did you see the picture or no? I think I glimpsed at it, but when I was a kid. Okay. Well, I was looking at the pictures like, oh, you guys had a great time. I wish I was invited, but we couldn't because it's a religion. We couldn't really participate in that stuff. So but I remember looking at the picture, but I just didn't think nothing of it. And then... Years later, she reminded me, we're talking about paranormal stuff, and she said that about that picture. And I'm like, yeah, I remember it, but I just didn't think nothing of it at the time. So Did I'm she like, remember, like, 
how detailed, like, was it a full apparition? Yeah, Did like, it look like, the like woman? this woman, when she was alive, like, uh, I think she was a teacher too, but long, uh, brunette hair, ponytail, glasses, she had a big nose, white woman, and, you know, she looked a little old, and she always had, like, a dress top, but, like, the old, you know, the 90s, the, the, oh, the shoulder pads, the shoulder pads, yeah, okay. like, her, that was her belt, you know, she wasn't, you know, and in that picture, you saw, if I can remember, like, her nose and her, her profile wow. on the side. Okay. And I was just like, Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to try and get in contact with her to see if, if she ever found the picture. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see. Yeah. see that, and that's the thing that, was it really her? Because if she was a teacher, like, what would cause her? If Let's just say, for instance, if it was the woman that passed away, why would she go to this lengths to almost, like, terrorize everyone in the house? Why would she do that? So, I don't. to me, I don't believe that that could be... You know, it could just be a, maybe a de- you know they say like demons know everything about you. They're with you from the day you're born. So yeah. they to trick you, just like you said, maybe it was a demon appearing to be the child yeah. to get you to maybe feed into it to give it energy so it can manifest in other things. Just get close to it, and it does something to me. It's scared of the living crap, you know. Yeah, that's what I experienced there. You know, um, what about you? Do you remember your first experience? At the first one, I think I had to be like I think around the same age then six. I think my sister's. Uh, four, but yeah, we were living in the apartment, and uh, where where, uh, where were you staying at? That was East Chicago, East Chicago, Indiana. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I remember she woke me up and uh, asked her what was wrong, and she said that the I think she said the dog was barking. So I got up. Look, we had like a a little Yorkie, and uh, the dog was in the living room, barking, but she was barking at the ceiling. So we're, you know, we're looking at the ceiling. What is she barking at? And the fan, which was off, was like slowly turning. And the dog was barking. And my mom was getting ready for work. So she was in the bathroom. So the dog's barking, the fan's spinning. And then we heard like a a chair scoot in the kitchen. Like someone drags across the floor. That We heard what sounded like um, a chain slapping the door that would have went out into the porch. And then we just screamed. And then my mom came out and said, what's going on? And we told her. And she's like, oh, it's this... You know, what, I don't know what she even told us, to be honest with you, but <clears throat> whatever it was, just to get us to ignore it or forget what it was. But that was the first one. But I do remember that, like, vividly, like, the, the chair sound, because it made a very distinct sound when we moved those. You know, it was like the linoleum floor. Okay. So the wooden chair had a very distinct sound. The chair, the chain hitting the door, you know, that, that stuff was like, what was it? It was weird. Because my aunt owned the apartment building. Okay. And... So we lived upstairs. My grandmother lived downstairs. My aunt, for a short time, lived in the smaller unit on the other side of us. And then they used to rent out, like, the bottom front. My grandmother ended up, they expanded the basement, the, the first floor. They knocked down the other unit to make it, like, one giant one. And uh, I do know when they redid the floors, they found, like, stuff written, like, numbers. My grandma claims, you know, she would say it's voodoo or they were doing some you know, dig double stuff, but there was numbers written and I couldn't remember what the symbols looked like. Cause I was, you know, probably like seven or eight, but there was definitely stuff on the, f- the floors. And then in the basement, I do remember there was stuff written in the back part of the basement on the walls. So I don't know if someone was living there, maybe doing witchcraft. And then I think one time I was on sleeping in my grandma's, like I used to sleep on the floor a lot and then laying down on the floor. I remember hearing like uh, a harmonica sound coming from the basement. What? And my grandfather, because my grandma only moved there after my grandfather died. Okay. They sold their old house. She sold the house and then ended up moving, or she rented that house out. And then she ended up moving into the apartment. So that, yeah, I just remember hearing the harmonica. And then I told her, not thinking that, well, you know, your grandfather played a harmonica. So, but I heard it clear. It was like crystal clear, but it was coming from the basement. Oh, man. So, 
don't think it was my grandfather playing harmonica for me, you know. So, um, but then I think same similar to that house you're saying, you know, we lived at that apartment for 18 years. Um, and it was more so my grandmother would say stuff as saying that she would tell my mom, hey, you, you know, the kids are running up and down the stairs. And like, now oh, we're sleeping. And she said that it sounded like someone would be running up and down. And then they're like, we were throwing a ball that did it, like bouncing off the wall and catching it. And she said she would hear that in the middle of the night. Jeez. Yeah, we're sleeping. Yeah. So I'm I'm not sure if maybe I know I didn't like being in the basement. You know, I used to have to do laundry downstairs and I'd I'd run. I'd I had you know, I had to pull string light bulbs. Yeah. And I'd put the stuff in the washing and I'd grab that string and go as far as I could to click it off and then I just book it out of there because it, it was you know, it was the older brick yeah, the basement. Old school basements. Yeah. Creepy. And then especially the back part because my aunt had died um in the early nineties. She had brain cancer, so they had put all her stuff in the back part of the basement. Now, when you went to the back part of the basement where the furnaces were, the basement almost, it got more narrow. And to the, all the way in the back, you had to like almost get all the way down and all fours to crawl back there. And I never went back there. You just, obviously it's a basement, it's cold, but you had like a feeling just going past anything past there. It was like that much more colder and just had the eeriest feeling. So I never went back there. I never seen any shadows there. You know, the harmonica sound, hearing the thing when we were in the first one. But other than that, I don't recall ever seeing anything else until like my aunt's house. And then she had, which even to, to this day, I think she still has stuff. There's The owner died in her house. So, but there I would, you know, remember seeing stuff there, but that was like my first shadows experience of seeing things moving. It's um, <laughs> creepy, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes you wonder what you know. As you get older, you become more exposed to you know movies and other cultures and religions, and you're like starting like, okay, what are these demons? Are they ghosts? Are they, you know, what are they? Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's a it's a mystery, really. Figuring it out, deciphering it, and then because I mean, you could say you're an expert, or someone could say they're an expert, but at the end of the day, they don't really know what it is. Yeah. You know, it's your best guess. One of the mysteries i have right now um i just moved into this house may of last year and uh there's a little boy here he looks he looks normal white boy and uh he makes his uh appearance sometimes mainly in the hallway uh, my wife saw, saw him a few times you know we're still trying to find the history of this house that you know did he did he die in here or what but no interaction with my kids or nothing like that and uh you know i try to you know talking to him about them and just, you know, I'm not trying to scare them or nothing. I'm just like, oh, hey, who are you guys talking to in here? And they're like, oh, I'm talking to my toys. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, so it's not that. But, um, yeah, in this house, we got a little boy. It's very random. And after moving in here, like how soon after did you start seeing it? Or We moved here in May. I think my first encounter with it was, I think, July. No, June, because my kids were still in school. And uh, I work overnight, and I remember waking up. My wife was out picking up my kids, but like I'm still half half asleep, getting my coffee. And I'm in the kitchen, and I look by the the back entrance, which leads to you know the kitchen into the basement. And I saw, saw a little white boy looking at me, and like it looked at me, it blinked, it turned his head, and it went downstairs. You know, when I saw him, I'm like, oh, you must be so-and-so's friend. And then I walked downstairs, and I'm, like, still half asleep. And then it started clicking. I'm like, wait, why do I not hear footsteps going down the stairs? Wow. I look in the basement. It's dark in here. My kids ain't home yet. And I freaked out, so I went to go 
<laughs> chill in the garage <laughs> until my family came over and I'm like, Hey, what's going on guys? And my wife's like, why are you, why are you in the garage? And I'm like, ah, I'll tell you later. And then I told her and she's like, I told you, I told you little boy in here, you know, but it, that was my first encounter. And after that, I haven't seen it ever since, but in my living room, there's two entrance and then one at least in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I said, it's random. Not you know, no specific time at night or nothing. But it's nighttime. You'll as we're watching TV in the dark, you'll see something popping up, like like peekabooing, you know, and then it's gone. And it'll do it a few times, and then that's it. You know, is it a full shadow or like apparition or what do you? It's I mean, it's already it's dark, so all I see is the, something black just popping out. Okay, and that's it. And it's and a little then, so. yeah. So so I'm guessing if it's somebody peeking at us, it's probably their their head you know just like looking wow and it's like it's not my kids because um when you open the door it's like a big clunk so if they try to be discreet opening the door you still hear the so it's not them and if it is them we go go to bed and then you just hear them say okay okay and then plus they're not quiet so it's like boom 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 you know they're loud this thing is just like wow what the hell is this you know but um we cleansed the house about a month ago and we haven't we haven't seen it or nothing like that. So since then, no, or not the kid, but uh, we have I haven't seen the kid ever since July of last year. Um, but the peekabooing and stuff, I, we haven't seen that lately. Really? Yeah. What did you use? Like sage or? Uh, we used sage and then Palo Santo. Okay. Palo Santo and uh, yeah, nothing, nothing. You know, nothing. I've, I haven't seen nothing, and. Um, Prior to say, prior to cleansing the house, you know, my wife was in the restroom and she saw him in the in the mirror, looking oh, at her. Okay, like 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 he was standing right next to her. And she freaked out. She she seen him walking down the hall a few times. You know, I work overnight, so I'm not here most of the time. I work, I'm dedicate my time ninety percent of the time working. You know, right. so I'm not here most. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, whatever. You didn't see nothing, but then no. It's the same. It's the same description of what she sees, what what I saw, you know, in July. That's it. <laughs> now, when she's seen in the mirror, it's it's a full on apparition. Like yeah, like, it's like, not just a mist. It's no, like okay. No. It like, and the thing is, is, it's you know, we're just like oh, it's a it's a little white boy, and you know, he doesn't look you know pale or you know ugly. He looks like a healthy boy, and he just wow, you know, he just stares at you, and it's like ooh. What's going on here? Right. <laughs> what happened to you here, you know? And the kids never said anything? No, no, no. I still talk to them once in a while, like, hey, have you, you know, now they're getting into ghosts and stuff too, but, you know, on a, on a more of a fun level with, you know, games and stuff. So I'm like, oh, did you guys ever see a ghost here? You know, ha, ha, ha. And they're like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Some. I'm relief at that, you know, because at least they're not experiencing something like I did, you know, when I was young. Okay. So they never seen anything. No. I thought you said before, I thought you had mentioned something or they asked about it. I thought your oldest did. I could be wrong. Yeah, no. I mean, he asked about heaven. Okay. But never yeah. as far as like my door opened or nothing no, like that. Okay. No, okay. No, well, that's no. good then. No. Um, my previous house in Hammond, he experienced some stuff there, but he was only three at the time. Okay. Three at the time, and my second son, he was just an infant. And the spirit was messing with him, which I guess attached, followed me 
from our other home in Lake Station. That house in Lake Station was messed up. But the only way I know that is because I'm going seeing uh, Medium Clairvoyant. And right away, she was on point on everything. And she said, yeah, this spirit doesn't like kids. And he passed away on your land. But, he, you know, he roamed the house with another spirit, which I was correct. Because when we oh. moved into that house, after a few days, I'm like, you know, one, the house doesn't feel right. Two, I feel like there's two of them and they don't like me. Okay. Yeah, but that's that'll be another. There's tons of stories to share with just that. from that house. Yeah, wow. that house alone. At the Hammond house, when he was three, uh, there'd be nights he wakes up screaming, and then next you know my infant would start screaming, and we'd just be like, "What's what's going on? What's going on?" And one night, my three year old wakes up crying, so my wife gets up and uh, she goes calms him down, see what's up, maybe he you know urinate on himself or something but no he just woke up crying and then at the time my second son was sleeping with us in the bassinet next to the bed he started crying so she's hearing him crying and then she hears me getting up and cooing my my infant mm-hmm. you know and i used to go baby baby you know parents out there understand what i'm talking about all right so she's like all right so then my three-year-old's back to bed and she's walking into our room she hears me cooing the baby she walks in the room. I'm knocked out in the bed. And she sees something floating over the bassinet. And then goes into the ceiling. And she was like, what in the world? <laughs> what was this? After that, I waited a few days because I'm working a lot. And that's when I went to go see the clairvoyant to see what is going on. And she explained a lot of stuff to me. Okay. And, which I think makes more sense for why throughout my whole life I've been experiencing stuff. And... I just feel like I'm in the wrong place in the wrong time, and I just see it. Okay. But she explained more stuff. I get into detail later um, about right. that. And uh, so, yeah, I had to cleanse the house. She, you know, she told me, you know, make sure no one's in the house. Make sure you remove all your pets. And I started in the basement. And uh, I wish I still had it. I had an iPad. You know, I just video record. And then I, okay. put, it, I put it in my <laughs> in my uh, hoodie sweater. And, you know, I'm saging. This is my first time ever saging. So I was wondering if I was doing it right and stuff. But as I'm going, you know, through every corner, every crevice and everything, I'm hearing movement upstairs. And you were by yourself. Yeah. And the thing is, it wasn't footsteps. It was just movement. Like, if someone was standing still and, like, leaning over trying to grab something, and you could hear the, the, the floors mm-hmm. crack. Okay. It was like that. So I'm like, okay. And then as I'm getting up, going upstairs, I get to the kitchen, and I smell aftershave. Oh, okay. And the thing is, it's not, I have a, I have aftershave. I wear, I wore, back then I used to shave a lot. And it wasn't my sense. It was a different type of aftershave. And I'm like, what? So then, okay, keep going, keep going. And then as I'm going in the rooms, I'm hearing movement in the porch. And in the porch, like I said, it was just like, like somebody was in there like freaking out. Just, I don't know how to explain it, but it wasn't footsteps. It was like if someone was in there like trying, going back and forth. Okay. And finally, when I got to the porch, I did it too. You know, did my pro, you know, the process of cleansing the house and ending it. And we were clear after that. So it's almost like the sage that basically drove it out of the house. I'm get, yeah, I'm hoping so, yeah. And then after you did that, did you have any other oh, yeah. experiences? Yeah. You see, you still did have stuff. Yeah, only because uh, me, me going, right. being in a dark place. And what the clairvoyant told me is I can possibly attract spirits, especially when you're really, really negative and stuff. And I was in a dark place. And after that, yeah, we started encountering stuff again. But it wasn't what it was before. It was mostly like a silhouette in the kitchen while we're in the living room watching TV at night. And it was like that. It was on and off. It was 
you know, it wasn't every night. It wasn't, you know, a certain time. It was just in the nighttime when we're watching TV, you know, we get up to get something to drink. And as you're walking, you're just like, geez. It's right there. But um, I do have two pictures that, you know, hopefully we can share somehow with the people that are listening. Um, One picture, it's funny. And one picture, I was knocked down on the couch. It was like four or five in the morning. Um, You know, it was my day off. So, you know, I drank good. And I'm knocked on the couch. At this time, our Roku uh, remote broke. So we had to use the app on our phone. Okay. So I'm knocked on the couch. So then my oldest son gets up, and he grabs my phone, and he turns on the TV again. But I guess he takes selfies of himself. You know, if he, I could show you the slides, and all the time matches up. On one of the pictures, he takes a picture of me knocked on the couch <laughs> in my drawers and everything. Okay. And, um, you know, so, you know, fast forward in the morning, I'm up and I'm like, hey, who grabbed my phone? I'm looking and I see the pictures and I start laughing and I'm like, oh, man. And then that embarrassing picture of me knocked down the couch. I go show my friends. I'm like, look at this. You know, look at this. And they're like, oh, dude, you know, (laughs) what's wrong? I'm like, I was drunk. I was knocked out. Right. But then you look at the picture and there's something on the couch with me at the edge of the couch. Towards your head or towards your feet? Uh, or, like on the other side of the couch, so I'm oh. on the left. I'm on the left side, and something was on the right side. Oh, I know what you're. I, yeah. I remember the picture yeah. now. Okay, and it looked like somebody's huddling down. It almost looked like a kid. Yeah. Okay, I remember. And, and I'm just like, like, yo, Smeo, what is this? You know. And the thing is, in my experience of taking pictures, it's always a few days later or a week later where I go back and just look at them, and I capture something. Mm-hmm. At this time, my son captured it. And I'm looking at the picture. It looks like somebody is, like, chilling on the couch with me. Yeah. I think it was that same year, too. I think it was 2018 or 19, uh, before pandemic. And uh, my father came over to visit. And, uh, again, you know, he wanted to take pictures with his grandsons. So my dad's holding both of my kids, and I start taking pictures. You know, you can never get a perfect shot with kids, you know. Right. So, again, if you look at the times of all the pictures, all the slides, the times are matching. And in one of the pictures, mm-hmm. you see like what looks like a halo in the way, but it's not a halo, but it's dots, like colorful dots. Okay. And it's around my youngest son. Ah, okay. And, it's, and then the next picture, it's not there no more. And then if you go before that picture, it's not there. And then that one picture appears. I mean, that sounds like it wouldn't be anything necessarily bad, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But, I mean, the colors look beautiful. I mean, they're real colorful. Yeah. And I don't know what that is, though, you know. <laughs> that seems like it could be something possibly, like maybe like a guardian angel or something, a positive, maybe a positive spirit looking over. I imagine if it was something negative, it would probably be like, you know, like the orbs or something dark, yeah. a mist. But something like that, that seems like it could be possibly positive. I mean, I would think. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it could be anything. But, yeah, no, that's that was the. And you still have that picture, though? Yeah, I still, got, I still got them. I'll send them to you. See, not crazy. <laughs> No, no, yeah. I mean, no, I think that's pretty cool. I think could put them up on the uh, the website. It should have up pretty soon. So I'll have them up there, and then people can go on there and stuff we've talked about. Maybe we could just post that stuff, and I think that'd be pretty cool. Have like a- I got one cool photo. I think it was 2012. Um, me and my wife, uh, we were staying in Hobart. Remember those apartments? Yes. Yeah, the nice ones, not, right. not the ghetto ones across the street. Right. Um, but one of our cats passed away. And uh, we just came back from lunch, and then my wife had to step out to do some errands. So I get home, and I had two cats at the time. So the first one greets me at the door, along with my dog. 
and I'm looking for the other one. We know she was a little sick. But at the time, you know, with money and everything, we couldn't afford to take her to a vet. And uh, I found her on the side of the couch, you know, deceased, you know. And since we were gone for a few hours, I think she passed away as soon as we left because it was already, you know, rigor mortis, stiff and everything. I take pictures of her, and I send it to my wife and say, hey, she passed on. But in one of the pictures, I'm holding her, I'm grabbing her, and just to, to show that I wasn't joking because she was, you know, stiff. And I'm holding her at an angle, and then, you know, I said it to her. So she, she believed me. Okay, she's like, okay, yeah, okay, we'll bury her when I get home. And then again, a few, I think it was a week later, I'm looking at the pictures again, and I'm like, what the hell did I capture here? And in, in the picture, it looks like a ray of light or something coming out of the kitten, the cat. Oh, okay. But by the paw, where it starts off, it's kind of transparent. And then it gets like a grayish white color and it goes up my arm in the picture. And then when it gets on my arm, it looks serrated. Oh. And by the time it's on my arm, it's like a solid color. But by the paw, it's transparent. And I got to look for that one. That one's real cool. And wow. So, yeah. So that sounds like a life force living. So. And then it went into your arm. Yeah, but when I'm taking the picture, I didn't see nothing in real right. life. And again, like I said, it was a week later. I looked at the pictures. I was missing my cat. You know, I missed her so much. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And like you said, it's always going back Yeah, that you would notice that it was yeah. there. Yeah. And it's never like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of this. No, no. no it's, I'm just taking pictures of my family or something I see funny. Right. And then a few days later or a week later, it's just, hey, there's something in the background here, you know? So. Wow. That's pretty interesting. You have a, a gift. I don't know. I just, like I told you, I think I'm in the wrong place in the wrong time. <laughs> and I experience or capture something, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess we can go back to like some of the apparitions that you would see. Would you ever say anything? Like, did you ever? No, no. No interaction as no. far as like you saying anything? No, because one, I'm not, from what I read, you know, don't, don't talk to them. Don't right. encounter them unless you know what you're doing, which I don't know what I'm doing. And so I'm not going to be like those people, you know, oh, start <laughs> versing a Bible or something. You know, I'm not going to do that. Because okay. I don't know what it is, you know, and I'll, I'll see it for that millisecond and then it's gone. Wherever I go, I might see stuff like that all the time. Perfect example, what I mostly see, um, not in this house, but like once in a while, if, uh, if you ever watched that uh, documentary, The Demon House. Yeah. Okay. Thousand years. There's a scene. Where they're in the house, you know, all the cameras are set up. One of the cameramen is, like, looking in the bathroom and then moving away into the hallway or something. And then they do a replay, you know, he starts talking, oh, well, we captured this. Well, in the bathroom, he captures what looks like, it's like mid-level. It looks like a rag, like, moving quick. Oh. That stuff I see all the time. So, I don't know if the show, the documentary is real. You know, people say that, that his show is fake and stuff. But if that was real, they or it's fake, they did a great job. Because that's the stuff I see all the time. It looks like a, it looks like a rag. Like, if, you know, you grab it and you just whip it out. And it's just like the way it moves. That's what I usually see. And it's like when I see stuff like that, I'm just like, oh, geez, here we go. <laughs> what else What else am I going to feel now? What else am I going to, what's going to pop up in front of me? Right. But, uh, now, how often would you say it for you, like, it happens, like, on a regular, like, on a daily no, basis? No, it's not. not like I said, it's, it's random for me. You know, it's random. But like, like in this house, haven't seen nothing like that. The that rag, that the, snap? The, the rag form type of thing, you know? Other than the little peekabooing in the hallway and that once that one experience in July with the, the, the white boy. 
spirit. Um, that's it. But like at Hammond House, I will see a lot of that. Lake Station House, I will see a lot of that. Um, one time the Lake Station House, we're getting ready to go to church. Uh, we were going Saturday services. Okay. And it was, I think August. It was still summer outside. You know, I'm getting my hair done and in the bathroom, and I just hear someone say my name. You know, not shouting, not screaming, but like in a calm voice, someone just said my name in my ear. And I'm like, what in the world is that? <laughs> so I'm like, oh, it must be outside. You know, air, you know, our neighbors were always outside playing. But I'm like, you could hear the difference, the, the noise barrier and stuff, like from them shouting and having a good time outside from that tone of voice that said my name in my ear. It was like right next to you. Yeah. And it was calm. And I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me just finish up here and let's get out of here. Everybody who came over my house at the lake station, they knew the place was haunted. They experienced stuff too. You know, the lights flickering while they're there. Uh, stuff would get thrown off the shelves. Not the shelves, the, the counter of the, of the kitchen. Um, they thought they saw someone walking in the little hallway. Or if they slept in the, the guest bedroom, they felt like somebody was in there with them. Really? Yeah. Like I said, I got many stories from that I, I could share. On, Just to do a whole episode. Yeah, on that's that's that's, that's, a, that's a whole two episodes probably. Because that one, oh, man. If, if the clairvoyant is, is true with what she told me, it was a negative spirit that didn't like kids, and it didn't like me. Wow. <laughs> so to the point where my dog interacted. Really? Around, growling at it at night. Okay. Looking at the hallway stuff, but I'll stop there if I don't want to. <laughs> that'll be another episode I could yeah, show. Yeah, no, that'd be. I mean, that's. I mean, that's good information. That's. Are you? And then you still talk with her? Or I, no, no, no. I haven't made contact with her. Um, I think she's. I don't know if she's stopped doing it. Okay. Or she's busy with her personal life. I know she has some stuff going on. She's a very nice lady. Good soul. And <clears throat> I can't remember if you said now. Did she? When you explain all this stuff to her, she did say there's a reason. She did tell you that, right? Yeah. And if I can remember, this was 2018. Yeah. October 2018. Because I actually wanted to go seek answers, you know. And I, like I said, she was on point and everything. I can't say word for word. But I guess study more or learn about it. I can, too, you know, make contact with spirits. And okay. talk to them or interact. Like what she can do. But uh, she also warned me, too, that if I proceed forward, that to be ready to encounter negative spirits, too. And for your family, it's going to be experiencing them, and you got to know how to remove them. So I got excited when she told me that, but then I'm like, no, I don't want my family. I don't want my family experiencing right. that. It's not fair. So I never, I never proceeded forward to doing anything, learning or studying or practicing, however you say it. You know? Right. But, uh, yeah, no, she cleansed me that day. And she said I had a negative entity attached to me, which I never heard about. She said I had a elemental demon okay, attached to me. When she described it, I saw it before at the Lake Station house. What she described to you, yeah. you saw? Yeah. But this is before she told you that. When she described it to you, you recalled yeah, 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 you recall. had seen that. I'm like, I've seen it before, you know, like for a glimpse or so. And I'm just thinking, oh, I'm just tired. That was just my imagination, you know. But, uh. The way she described the thing, like that, I saw it before. I saw it like twice, and yeah, she said it was attached to me, and she, you know, she did her cleansing and you know the whole process. Of, you know, I'm not big on it, but you know, right or or for the right use the right words. But uh, after that, I felt good. I didn't feel like I had pressure on my back no more, and for a few months, I felt good. That's it. 
<laughs> but then eventually it came back. Like, how did you feel after that? That mean it wore off, or is that what you're saying? That well, she, feeling? She, no, the feeling that feel that specific feeling it never came back. It never came back. Yeah. So do you think it if if what she's saying if it was that elemental entity demon demon yeah. So you think it, it maybe detached from you then? Yeah. Okay. And did, and she didn't specify why, or maybe because they are just attracted to you that it, it latched on, or she. That's what she just. She said something similar to that. Wow, elemental spirits. Yeah, I never heard of that until she told me, and I started. So you know, I went to go read up on it, and I'm like, "What? Stuff exists? Okay, now I know." Because when you say elemental, it almost sounds like uh, uh, like like mystical. Right, creatures, right? Yeah. That's what I would yeah. describe it as. That's the first thing I thought too. So I'm like talking okay. about like, like elves, p- yeah. pixies, fairies, fairy tale stuff. You know, they're not. She was like, they're not from this world. It's that shadow realm, the paranormal yeah. dimensions, which kind of makes me wonder that, like, if okay, so like your experiences, things if if they're attracted to you, and if you're able to see them on a more consistent basis than say I would be able to, is it that you have the unique ability? That you're able to slightly peek into the dimensions. Okay, we'll call them dimensions that they operate in. Okay, that's kind of that's a, that's my line of thinking. And when people say that kind of stuff, that's that's where my mind goes to. Kind of like maybe like people that you know like they have schizophrenia. Obviously, they're seeing things that aren't there. They can describe things in vivid yeah. detail. Yeah, and you always say, "Well, they're crazy. They're schizophrenic." But is it possible that maybe they're with is diagnosed as a mental illness, they have a unique ability to where they can see things that may really be there. Yeah. That's kind of interesting thinking maybe that that's possible. You have that unique ability. You can see that or like kind of like the near death stuff. You know, people said, you know, I, I almost died. I saw my grandfather calling out to me and then, you know, I may say a, a specific thing that he told me that I don't know what it means, but to another family member when they say, you know, he called me this name or he said this name, they're like, well, that was your, Great great grandfather, you know, and I didn't know that. So how did they get that information? Because right. you hear those stories a lot. You hear them a lot, and then similar stories too of them almost passing away. They they always say, "I seen the light." And it's like, "Are you all right? You're looking up at the you know the surgical lights that are f- f- you know in the, in the right? You know what? Then giving you chest compressions, or, you know, Narcan in you or something." But no, they always say, "I seen the light," and it's people from different faith, you know, not just one religion. Is it all good stuff? No matter what religion you're in, you know, does it all lead you to the same happy realm? You know, right? Of, you know, for internal life or what? It kind of reminds me of um, I kind of think some kind of how you said about the the cat when in the picture you saw, you know, almost like what I would say like a, the cat's life force. Yeah. To me, that's going into you. Uh, that's why I kind of think of that, like in Constantine. Remember when he took the cat, oh, put his feet into the yeah. water to go yeah. into, we'll say, the shadow realm, um, and that the little demons or whatever they were crawling around. And if you notice how bright he was, mm. and um, yeah. there was, a, I'll have to find it and send it to you. There was a YouTube video of a, I don't know if he was a psychologist, but he was kind of talking about on the lines of like the DMT, and especially in those near death situations, because your body is lacking oxygen, the natural DMT is getting flooded. Uh, flush into your body like you're producing more than you normally would have and that's why you're able to have those type of experiences and but they say that your physical body and you know when your your spirit leaves you you have like a tether that's your like your life force 
And that when you go into those shadow realms, kind of like in Constantine, you remember that if you look, they were smelling as they were moving around yeah, because they know, hey, this this ain't one of us. Like, what's he doing here? And, and they're attracted. And they want to attach. And this, in the video, I remember the guy was saying that uh, they for sure can see it. They know you're not one of them and they want to attach you. And they say basically like that tether that they can take that. And if you don't know what you're doing, kind of like the astral projection stuff, people try to do it. Yeah. That's the one way back into you. And then I'm assuming that's how possibly one way people become possessed. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. I just never tried it before. So the astral projection. Yeah, I experienced it before, um, but you know, again, like every other story, I was dreaming and I saw my house. I was on top of the roof. It was like one of those dreams, you know. Um, but except, I just saw myself sleeping, and I saw my wife sleeping. Okay. And I'm just like, in my dream, I'm like, all right, well, go outside and. That's it, you know. I didn't think nothing of it until I woke up, and I'm just like, "Was that was that actual projection?" You didn't see anything else, though, right? No, no. Like I said, if that what if if it was that experience, I just stood in the house, you know. I went to the kitchen, I went to the laundry room, okay. I made sure all the doors were locked. <laughs> After and, you woke up? No, no. Like during that that phase, you know. You know. Okay, when well, you believe it yeah, might have been actual yeah. projection, I mean, but it's an area that you're familiar with, yeah. When I had said before about my aunt's house, uh, when she moved out of the apartment and again bought her house, yeah, um, which had the owner killed himself in there, and there's always been stuff going on as far as like paranormal, seeing things, hearing things. Uh, but when my cousin was taking martial arts classes, uh, my aunt would take him, of course, and she would talk to the owner, was a husband and wife. The wife had brought it up to her, which is kind of odd, and told her, hey, you know, I, I uh, practice astral projection. And she's like... Oh, okay. Because you know, she was thinking, like, well, why would you approach somebody? And that's, like, the, one of the first things, like, you know, a topic of to discuss. So she had mentioned it, and she always thought that was weird. And then shortly after that, I don't know, weeks, but she said one day she was in the kitchen, my aunt, and she was cooking. And she said she looked down the hallway, and she seen an apparition. And she's looking, and it was a lady in a dress. And she's looking at her and she's like thinking like, what is it? And she said the lady turned because she was the, the person the back was to her and they were looking into my cousin's bedroom as he was sleeping. And so then the lady turned around and it was, she said it was the lady from the martial arts place. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and then she said, as soon as she turned around seeing her, that she just disappeared like that. So I was like, well, that's weird. Like, why would you go to my cousin's house? I was looking at my, my little cousin. That was kind of <laughs> odd, but you know, was it really her or was it, you know, the guy that, Killed himself in the house, or I don't know, because she would have stuff like she was like in the basement doing laundry. She said, and that behind her, she said, someone said, "Do you think she can see us?" What? Which means, was there more than one? So I'm like, well, what did you do? She just said that she uh, put the you know washing machine on and she just went upstairs. But hers is another one like there's a feeling in the house, okay. like you don't want to be there by yourself. Gotcha. It's just like a, almost like a heaviness, I guess, especially in the basement. She had like a, a second bathroom in the basement, and I hated <laughs> this. They're like, oh, I have to go down there. And it was to that, because like when her and my uncle were separating, you know, at one point uh, he was living downstairs and he always accused her of coming downstairs and similar to how you were saying when you could like pulling the feet. Yeah. He was like, you're down here coming down here and messing with me and pulling, the, pulling at my feet and pulling the blanket. Which like, come on. Do you really think she was going down there and doing that? Like it's something else. But yeah, there was something I was eerie about, eerie about that basement. You ever got your, your legs pulled sleeping? No. You know what's weird is that I'm the type of person that, so like if we watched a scary movie, you know, I could forget about it, 
But the minute it gets gets laid out and it's time for me to go to bed, that all those thoughts are now flooding back into my head about it. And that's one thing. <clears throat> I don't know what I would do, but that that was like always a fear. Like my feet, I'd always dream like someone's gonna grab my feet. I've never, <clears throat> I've never felt it. I always think it's gonna happen, but it's never happened. Thank God. I've, I don't think I've ever had anything like that as far as a, t- a touch on my like. I've never felt anything like that. I experienced it uh, two times. The Hammond House, 2021, summertime. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, the two times I experienced it, I'm waking up. So I'm, I'm waking up in the bed, and I can't move. And oh, okay. it's like, you know, my brain is telling me, move, move. But I can't. Something's here. Boom, boom. Like, it's clicking in my head. Like, something's not right. But, like, I'm half asleep still. So I'm just think, telling myself I'm just dreaming it. But uh, the two times... Yeah, I'm like sleeping on my side, and yeah, someone grabs my ankles, and they they don't pull, they don't like there's nothing bad. They just like it, it's funny in a way because they grab my legs and like they just like <laughs> swing them a little bit, a little, okay, like slowly, and then they let them go. Um, but the second time when that happened, same experience and everything. I can't move, and then, then my I'm telling myself, "Crap, here we go again." And they grabbed my legs and they swung them slowly. And then before I stopped, you felt one hand let go and tapped the bottom of my heel. Like tap, 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 tap. And then it was gone. And then I could move again. I'm just like, man, what in the world is this? And that's that's the only two times I ever experienced that in life. It sounds like sleep uh, sleep paralysis. Probably. That's another story, too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, hey, we, I'm assuming you were on your back. Uh, no, I was on my side. I was on my oh, left okay. side. So my legs, you know, you're curved. You know, your legs are bent a little bit, and they just moved them like that. You know, it was only for like a few seconds. But it was, like I said, it was no aggressive feel or nothing. It was just like like if somebody was playing with me, messing with me. But what really got me was the second experience. Someone tapped my heel. Like you felt the other hand let go, and then just like tapped my heel. And then that was done. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that was, man. Like I said, the Hammond House, that had... It was, you know, I, had some, I don't know what it was. Right. You know, but. And you never had that happen again? No, no, no. If anything, I'm more paranoid now. Like, I make sure my feet are covered. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the mighty blanket will protect you. Wow. I, th- I mean, I, I would imagine that has, it seems like it's sleep paralysis. That's the one thing I've kind of looked into a lot with. Just like your story, they're very all similar as far as once that non-movement comes into play. I think you're into that, that low oxygen state. It's usually people, I think, that uh, have like sleep apnea okay. or that snore. They have some type of disruption in their sleep. Their body's probably, I think it's flooded with more DMT than you normally would have. And you're into that, almost that shadow. You're not qu- quite into that shadow realm area. You're just like wetting your feet, like in the swimming pool, just putting yeah. your feet in. I think that's almost what it is. Because I, I had talked to, there's a guy at work who, he had the same experience you did a few times to where he couldn't move. He was He knew he was awake, but he could not move any part of his body. And he said that every time he experienced, uh, he would see a shadow appear. And I think the last... No, he would always see the shadow moving. So he started looking into it, and he was started came come similar lines as far as research into breathing and the sleep apnea stuff. So he started doing like almost like yoga breaths. Okay. So he was restricting his oxygen because he was holding he's breathing in and out, and then holding his breaths. So then he said he was able to put himself into that paralysis state, and he said that's the last time he did it because he saw that shadow again, but this time. It, he saw it move to his bed and he said when the shadow disappeared you know his bed went 
down, like someone sat down and then he said, then he was able to move in and went away Jeez. and then he didn't do it again. So I've looked it up. There is a guy, they call him the Iceman, not the serial killer or not the Hitman, but there's <laughs> another Iceman, Wim Hoth, who, uh, he does like those ice baths. Like he'll go like in a speedo and mm-hmm. he'll sit out in the ice and he's really good at controlling his breath. And he does like, uh, it's like a, a natural DMT, same thing. And he'll do like lessons. You can even look on YouTube and he, his voice is talking, telling you when to inhale, when to exhale, how long to hold it for. And you can put yourself into like a, a sleep paralysis state or a low oxygen state. And uh, he'll do them like in a cabin. Okay. They have all these people laying them down on the floor and he's talking over them, doing the breathing. And then people, you can tell it hits because there's people that are like laughing hysterically. There's people that are uh, crying hysterically. Um, and I think it's it's a small amount of DMT that's more just above what you normally would have to have like vivid dreams and stuff like that. So it's kind of interesting. I think it has something to play with it for sure. So maybe one day we can do an episode on maybe just that because I mean they say with the psychedelics, you know, when they when they're smoking DMT that that's like the, because it's such a high amount of it that uh, you know they say it's like your body's being shot out into outer space and everything just they said completely. Mm-hmm. Everything around you just disappears, and it's like geometrical shapes. And yeah, that's that's the stories I hear. I'm like, yeah, I'm like <laughs> I want to learn more about it because a lot of stories I hear are similar to that. And these people are not spiritual; they're not, you know, experiencing what I'm experiencing, you know, or sensitive, or whatever. They're just Joe Schmo. They decided to do it with their friends, or right. and they tell me stories are similar, and I'm like. It's interesting. Why? Where are you experiencing it? You know. <laughs> well, they had to do something yeah. to do it. It's where you can. It just happens for you, almost yeah. essentially. Yeah. So definitely more episodes. You know, we can go into. I think more specific topics like that. I think they'd be pretty cool. So I think we can call it for this one. Personal yeah. experiences. Yes, we can. Uh, many more to share. That's for sure. Um, in the line of work I do, I, I experience some stuff too. Those are pretty pretty wild. Okay, for sure. And then uh, hopefully we get the those pictures. We could put them up on the website I am working on, and it should be up pretty soon, so we can have all the access to that aside from the podcast. And then maybe I want to put up a it would be through an email, but people can submit maybe their own personal stories, and yeah. then that we can talk about it. Or that's great. I yeah. think that'd be kind of interesting. Get yeah. other people and see if maybe they've had the same experiences, and then if anything, maybe help them figure out what's going on. I think that'd be pretty cool. We can try, but yeah, anybody listening, you know, share your experience with us. And then we can share with the world, you know, and go on from there. All right. Sounds good. All right. And uh, everybody, uh, thank you for listening. And uh, until next episode. Thank you again, everybody. Thank you. All right.